Well, good evening, everyone. Um, I have to say, I am just delighted that we're doing this in the order that we are doing it. And I'm extremely happy to be the warm-up act for Dennis Tongoy. Um, just delighted to be. And I say that in, in all seriousness because... Um, I see you better. Because Dennis uh, spoke to us uh, at our senior management team yesterday. And I have to say, we were uh, completely blown away, and, um, and some of us nearly in tears by what we, we heard him say about the growing, burgeoning, developing um, uh, mission of CMS Africa. So, Dennis, no pressure, but, you know, if you can reduce these people to tears as well, we'd be doing very well, okay? I have some onions. <laughs> So, um, I, I, and seriousness, I, I, it is a great joy, great pleasure to see how CMS Africa has blossomed and developed and grown, and it's a, a great joy for us to be in partnership. You know, one of the things that always impresses me about um, this conference, and this goes back generations, I know, deep into the uh, East African revival, is the importance um, that uh, has always been placed on prayer and the, the role that prayer has, has played. And actually, Dennis was, was giving ample testimony to that yesterday. And, and if astonishing things are happening today in Africa through the ministry of CMS Africa, that in many ways is the answer to your prayers and the answer to, uh, and the fruit of the, the, the loving, committed work that many of you have done in, in Africa over, uh, over many decades. So, you know, if you hear about Dennis and CMS Africa doing new and different things in, in Africa, we'll rejoice in that, but also recognize that that is completely in continuity with the things that, that we and CMS have always been committed to and have always prayed and wanted to, uh, wanted to see. So that's enough billing of Dennis. Um, uh, let me talk to you a little bit about CMS and update you uh, where we are as, uh, as a community, as an organization. And I owe it to you to do so because uh, we're part of this family together and, uh, and, and I rejoice in that. And I owe it to you to do so as well because to reflect on where we've come from and where we're going is to give testimony to God's graciousness, God's faithfulness and God's uh, leading. So I have called this session, attempting to move the thing on. You might need to do it for me, Nick. You should. There we are. Oh, goodness me. Now we're right in the middle. Could you take us back to the beginning? <laughs> so I have called this session, wait for it. I'll tell you what I've called it. I have called this session, CMS, where are we going? Now that, that I want to assure you is an entirely uh, rhetorical question. You don't have to tell me, I'm going to tell you. Um, <laughs> And uh, I'm going to give you the answer to that question. Now, of course, the answer to that question partly depends on where we have come from. And we can look at the past in, in the short term, and I'm going to do that in a moment. But we can also look at our past in, in, in the longer term. And I have to say, I've always been fascinated by uh, our founders in the Clapham sect, uh, by people like Alan Gardner, the pioneer of mission in South America, and indeed by the, the amazing body of people who were at the heart of uh, the Rwanda mission, Mid-Africa mission, and uh, that astonishing movement of the spirit of which they were, uh, were part. And the more I learn about our founders, the more I learn about our history, the more uh, impressed I am. And actually, one of the uh, real pleasures this last year for me was to preach at Holy Trinity Clapham, 
and uh, really celebrate that, the history coming from that place and to strengthen the continuing link. And if you want to know how that continuing link is, be is being particularly strengthened, um, I'm delighted to say that uh, Kitty, our daughter, um, met her fiancé James at Holy Trinity Clapham and will be married there um, next December, just to kind of uh, cement the link. Well, that's not why they're getting married, but, you know, it does, it does kind of cement link. So we shouldn't be slaves to the past, but I do believe there's a huge amount in our heritage to be proud of. And I do think that the truer we are to the best of our heritage, uh, the brighter our future will be. But let's go a little bit kind of shorter term. And uh, If you look at the back at the first decade of the uh, 20th century, 21st century, you will see that this was a time of major change for CMS. Now, I have a list that is going to appear on the, on the screen of what some of those changes were, but I'd like you to see if you can guess what is on my list. What major changes happened to CMS in the first decade of the 21st century? Move to Oxford. Move to Oxford. Correct. That's one of them. I've got uh, six things down here. Becoming a community, an acknowledged community church of England. Yes, correct. Merger with Sam's. Roger. Uh, yeah, that was before, wasn't it? But I'll put it on if you wish. So I've got merger with Sam's, uh, becoming a community, moving to Oxford. Rebranding was a bit later, but sorry. Pioneer, launching the Pioneer program. Excellent. Thank you very much. You are so on message. Well, here's, here is a clue. Here is a clue. Yes, the launching of CMS Africa and uh, subsequently of uh, Asia CMS. So here are some of those things. And really, there's been a renewed focus, I would say, on Europe, the Middle East, and North Africa. That's not a medical procedure. That is uh, <laughs> that shorthand for Europe, Middle East, and North Africa. Um, so those, those are those things. And, and those changes um, were amazing changes. And in many ways, they were quite exhausting changes uh, as well. And not for me, because I wasn't involved. But some of you may have found all that um, uh, quite exhausting. Very necessary changes in many ways. I'm not critical of those changes at all. Um, but after that change, I felt that we needed four things, uh, all beginning conveniently with the letter C. Actually, five things beginning with the letter C, but four on the screen. One was clarity. We needed really to know what CMS was actually about, because amid, in amidst all the dust of change, you can lose sight of that. And I felt that we needed to focus on that afresh. Secondly, we needed coherence. We needed to know how the different things that we do um, fit together into a coherent whole with a single purpose. Thirdly, we, oops, oops, come back. It's too, it's too enthusiastic. Thirdly, we needed communication. We needed to tell ourselves within CMS simply and clearly what we're really about. And we needed to share that with the wider world and the wider church. And we needed confidence. I did feel when I joined CMS that we needed to be more confident in our calling, more confident in ourselves, which means, above all, that we needed to be more confident in our God, more hopeful of what he can do in and through us. And then, as you had a small preview just now, I felt that we also needed to have a cunning plan. <laughs> and in case you have been um, on mission service out of the country for the last uh, quarter century, um, that is Baldrick from Blackadder, uh, who was always coming up with a hopeless, harebrained, cunning plan. I'm going to tell you about our cunning plan, but I hope you will agree with me that it is neither hopeless nor harebrained. So our, we call our cunning plan, in a not very exciting manner, our organisational strategy for 2016 to 20. <laughs> I knew you'd be gripped. Um, 
Now, this is not something that we've just kind of dreamed out of nothing. In, any way, in many ways, it's the culmination of, we've, of work that we've done over, over recent years to address those first uh, four Cs. And it identifies uh, four key things for us and just tries to sort of nail them down. So it identifies our vision. What is it that we want to see? It identifies our identity. Who are we? It identi identifies our values. What are the beliefs that govern the way that we behave? And it identifies our call. What is God calling us to do? So let me take you through those four things. What do we want to see? This is our vision. Our vision is to see all God's people engaged in God's mission, bringing challenge, change, hope and freedom to the world. That is what we want to see, and we want to see nothing less than that. That is a very broad vision. All God's people bringing challenge, change, hope and freedom to the world. All of God's people motivated and mobilised in, uh, in, in mission. It's broad in terms of who it involves, and it's broad in terms of what we want to see. Challenge, change, hope and freedom to the world. But as well as being very broad, it's also very personal. This is about people being engaged in God's mission. And you know, CMS, I think, has always been more interested in people than in programs. And I think that is a key strength um, of ours. And the, the rebrand that we have been through recently um, is not just about how we look. It's actually about what we focus on. And it gives us permission, as you'll see from these pictures behind me, to put the focus on our people and to say that first and foremost, we're a people-focused organization committed to seeing the people of God raised up in uh, mission. So uh, we've described that the fruit of that mission, what happens through the realization of that um, vision a little bit more personally. This is very sensitive, this thing. As we join in God's mission through Jesus, and in the power of the Spirit, we see that the love of Christ renews people and places. Pioneering leaders forge new paths of transformation. People on the margins flourish, and the healing of creation begins. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that what we want to see? Isn't that what we want to see God's people engaged in, in doing and in working towards? And, you know, I would also say I think that describes um, very much what CMS Africa are actually doing and what they're engaged in. So that's our vision. What about our identity? Let's move on to that. Arr. Press and nothing happens. Um, who are we? We are a community of people set free to follow God's call in mission. And as a community, it is God's mission that is our passion. Now, you may have heard me talk about what it means for CMS to be a community um, quite a bit in the last uh, few years, so I'm not going to go over all that ground again. But let me just say two things. First, and I always say this, CMS has always been a community. What happened to us in the last few years is that we became an acknowledged community of the Church of England. The rest of the Church of England looked at us and said, oh yes, you're a community, aren't you? But it wasn't at that point that we became a community. That's when we were acknowledged as a community. The other thing I want to say is that one of the most encouraging things that's happened in the last 18 months has been the, the reissuing of an invitation to join the CMS community to a number of people who felt that they couldn't join uh, first or indeed second time around. And it's been really encouraging to see 
the really positive response to that invitation. And it may be that you are here today because you responded to that invitation. And if you did, I want to say to you a very heartfelt welcome back. But we don't exist as a community for our own sake, but for mission. And we framed our commitment in mission as a community, as a three-legged stool to participate in mission, to learn from mission, and to pray for mission. And in the, the office, we want to equip all of the CMS community in all of those uh, three areas. And we want that community to grow, as will be demonstrated by my next slide, which is now about five ahead of where I should be. I think it's just very slow to respond. I'm going to leave that there. Um, so we want to grow our community. We'll, we'll, we'll slip that slide. We've looked at vision. We've looked at identity as a community, what we want to see, who we are. What about our values, our, our core commitments, the things that we will not compromise on, the things that mark us out as a community? So we say that we are people who are, if you can get it on the screen, um, Nick, please do. It's the one that says, what are our values at top? What are our values, it says at the top of it. So we say we are people who are pioneering. We try new things. That's it. Uh, we ask questions. We cross boundaries. We are evangelistic. We share Jesus in word and action. We're relational. We get alongside people. We become a genuine part of the communities where we find ourselves. And next one, we are a people who are faithful. Where others have uh, left or given up, uh, we remain committed for the long haul. And as a mission community, God calls us to be such people we commit ourselves to live by these values. And just note, these values, you know, values don't exist in a, in a vacuum. Values have to be embodied. This is about the kind of people we should be because, and I'm not going to over-labor this point because I cannot, CMS is all about people. It's not about programs. First and foremost, it's about people. It's not about disembodied values. First and foremost, it's about people. This is about the kind of people that we should be serving the mission of God. Pioneering people, evangelistic people, relational people, faithful people. So we've looked at our vision, what we want to see, at our identity, who we are, our values, the kind of people we should be, and that brings us finally to our call, what we believe the Lord is calling us to do. And this, I think, is where the rubber really hits the road. And we believe that our call is to see people set free to play their part in the mission of God. That's our job. That's our call, to see people set free to play their part in the mission of God. One of the things the rebranding agency did was to say, look, you've always been interested in people being set free to enter into, into life as it's supposed to be lived and enjoyed. And that goes right back to the camp campaign for the abolition of, uh, of, of, of slavery. And we still want to see that. We still want to see people set free to play their part in the mission of God. And we believe that God calls people, both individually and together, to engage in his mission. So our focus is to see both individual disciples and communities of disciples set free to play their part in the mission of God. And then, next slide please, Nick, there's a third element, which is to enable us as a community to be as effective as we can in delivering the, the, the first two. Thus, we will work to set people free to play their part in the mission of God. Next slide, please, Nick. By raising disciples in mission, partnering churches in mission, and maximizing our effectiveness in mission, which is not there. It's coming.
No, me neither. Um, yes. <laughs> Keep going. No, not back. You need, that's, a, that's animation within the slide. Just try and animate the slide if you can. It doesn't matter if you can't. Um, so, you, you. <laughs> keep trying, and, the, and again. No, no, never mind. Just, just keep going. Persist. <laughs> Raising disciples' mission, partnering churches' mission, maximizing our effectiveness' mission. So, those are the things we want to do. Those are our three key aims uh, as uh, as a community, and our three key aims uh, in the office. Now. I'm not going to bore you to tears, but I can tell you that underlying each of those three, there is a, a, a significant number of actions and tasks that we have um, set ourselves to, to deliver those, uh, those priorities. And I'm not going to go through, through them all, but uh, I can tell you, I can assure you, and my colleagues in the office will absolutely confirm this or else uh, they will be disciplined, um, <laughs> that we are very busy in the office getting on with delivering those three things. And it's great to see a busy, purposeful, and I think fairly happy office uh, getting on with those things. So let me say two things in closing about this strategy. First of all, this is an agenda that we can measure and try and progress if you can, Nick, thank you. Um, first of all, it is an agenda we can measure. Underlying each element of our strategy, there are some quite specific targets so we can measure how we're doing, hold ourselves to account for how we're doing, and, and learn through that process. Are we pushing at the right doors? Do we need to turn a little bit to the left or the right and perhaps try um, another door? And secondly, I would say this is unequivocally and unapologetically an agenda for growth. The truth of the matter is that CMS has been in gentle but steady decline for a number of years. But I think there is no reason why we should accept that as being in inevitable. So this is unequivocally an agenda for growth, the Lord being our helper. And I think I will stop there. I had more to say, but I don't want to cut into Dennis's time. So thank you very much. If you have questions about that, do please come and ask me. Don't applaud me. I'm going to hand over to Dennis. Yeah, uh, see. You're on now. Thank you. Good evening. Let me. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's better. I can hear myself now. Okay. Um, I'll attempt this technology here. If it doesn't work, that's fine. Um, but I think uh, what I'm going to say is very much. I personally feel a testimony of prayer. Um, I was telling the team yesterday that what we're experiencing in CMS Africa is obviously a God thing. When Eugene Peterson writes in the book, uh, in the message translation, it was about a God thing. And I believe we're actually experiencing the fruit of years and years of prayer. So it's nothing to do with our strength, our genius, our strategy. It's just God answering prayer. So CMS Africa, um, okay, I'll get... I get to figure out this thing. Is it, is it the, the, the front? How, how do you... Sorry. <laughs> she should have a practice round. Yeah, side one. The side one. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Good. Oops. Okay, no problem. Let's just get back to the second slide. So our vision basically is renewed mindsets and transformed communities. And we came up with this when CMS Africa was formed because the context of Africa 
is a context where Africa is well endowed with resources, but oftentimes communities and individuals are struggling and, you know, in poverty. And of course, the most important resource is the human being made in God's image. And so we address the poverty mindset as a key part of what our, our, our mission statement is. And what is our, oops, this thing does actually does go too, I can see what you're, what you're experiencing, it actually goes too fast. What, what's a transformed community? A transformed community is families that are experiencing deeply rooted change in the economic, social, political, spiritual, behavioral conditions, growing out of an encounter with Jesus Christ and resulting in the enjoyment of wholeness of life under God's ordinance, love your neighbor. So we're saying mission is engaging in God's agenda, which is the redemption of all of creation. So everyone is to be engaged in mission. Now, one of our challenges when CMS Africa began was how do we reach Africa? And the strategy that we chose to do was to begin from the grassroots going up, as opposed to from the top going down. So God gave us favor with a number of church leaders and one of the things I'm observing today is that each of these church leaders, or a number of these church leaders today, are now rising up to become either bishops in the diocese or even archbishops in their province. The new archbishop for Kenya, for example, was a man in whose diocese we developed our youth training material. One other leader who has just retired as the bishop of Makweni, or as Bishop Kanuku, he was bishop of Machakos. And Machakos is a, a very rain-starved uh, region, which is uh, very difficult to administer because of the economic challenges. But we trained his entire clergy about 12 years ago, and they began to understand that God has endowed every context with resources. And they began to engage with the communities in, the, in, in trying to deliver this vision here. As a result of that, they've become a model, like Paul talks about in First Thessalonians, about the Thessalonians, who became a model. And other bishops began to visit Bishop Kanuku and find out how come you are engaging in mission with so few resources. One of the bishops was uh, Bishop James from Mukono in Uganda, who when he came to Makweni and discovered that Makweni is very, very, is much less endowed in terms of rainfall than Mukono, he was very challenged went back to Mokono and began to work within his diocese to identify the resources they have to do God's mission. When I went to, to Mokono about uh, two years ago, I was very, very, I, I was basically in tears because he had come to Machakos assuming that his diocese has got no resources. But realizing the resources God has given him, he went back and the diocese had actually, without external resources, refurbished the cathedral, built a bishop's house, began a nursing school, planted a, um, a, a sugarcane uh, farm, began doing dried fish, and there to launch a savings and credit organization, which is going to become a bank. <laughs> so poverty is actually a mindset issue. And from Makweni, Bishop Kanuku divided up the diocese, and so from Machakos, and those Machakos and, and Makweni, and normally in Africa, when a bishop divides up the diocese, he keeps the most endowed part of the diocese and gives the poorer part of the diocese to the new bishop. But Bishop Kanuki did the opposite. He left Machakos with the new bishop and went to the less endowed diocese, Makweni, to demonstrate that resources 
are actually not in the soil, they're in the mind, and people made in God's image can obey God wherever God places them. Oops, let me get that. So what's our mission? Equipping and multiplying leaders in the church and society to transform nations. We focus on leaders who multiply. So again, it's not about programs, but it's about leaders and it's about people. And in the last um, few months, you've been hearing what has happened in South Sudan. We've had a very, very vibrant uh, training program going on in South Sudan, uh, both in Juba and in Wao. When a few months ago, Pauline Walker, our CMS Africa rep, went to Juba, she basically had to evacuate because of the, she was actually caught in the middle of the fighting. She was going past the, those who have been to South Sudan, going past the, the, uh, the president's, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, palace, and the shooting began. They actually had to get out of the car and run for their lives. And we had a number of our leaders actually have to leave uh, South Sudan as a result. But a week ago, I get a text from John Malaw. John Malaw is one of our local mission, uh, local partners there. And he tells me, Dennis, we finished the training. Without us, they've continued in the middle of the crisis, in the middle of the, of the conflict, they've continued to train and build up people because they say, this is the hope for South Sudan. And he says, we're graduating the team on the 13th, which is today, today, today is what, the 8th? Could you send somebody for the graduation? So Pauline is actually going in on Monday and uh, says, please send us certificates because these people are ready. And when we give certificates, we don't give certificates to people who know, but people who have practiced, who have put into practice what they've learned. So our focus is on raising up leaders who can multiply themselves. So it's not about CMS Africa. It's about the local church, the local community being able to engage in transforming mission. Our vision, 50 million families living in transformed communities, transforming their nations, by the local, through the local church by 2050. Why 2050? Because most of us will not be here. <laughs> Therefore, we have to focus on the next generation. So my staff is deliberately focusing on getting the next generation to engage in mission. Why 50 million families? Is because by 2050, 50 million families will be 2% of the world's population. And we believe that sociologists say when 2% of any society has an idea they're putting into practice, it has become part of that culture. So we're saying, how can we as CMS Africa be part of God's mission in seeing holistic transformational discipleship become part of the global church? So we've engaged with the Pakistan. I've been, I've worked, been to Pakistan uh, three times, raised a team that's going on doing training out in Pakistan. We've engaged with New Zealand. I've worked with some of the Maori leaders in New Zealand. Some of you know Steve Miner, who uh, Bob and Rosalind uh, worked with in Church Army. He's a New Zealand um, uh, CMS director. I've been out there engaged with some of his leaders. I'm trusting God to give us opportunities. I've had a chance to come to Winchester Diocese and engage with the clergy, with uh, Bishop Tim Duckin. So we're saying, how do we as CMS Africa get this message of, of, of holistic transformation so it becomes part of what the Church of Jesus Christ looks like? So the last years uh, have been a time of transition. We've seen a new board uh, in place, basically, or a renewed board leadership. We now have um, Archbishop Donald Tetemela as a new chair, who took over from Francis uh, Omondi. We have uh, Bishop Kanuku, I've mentioned to you, is now the vice chair. We have a new treasurer who has come in, and uh, two other board members, um, the um, vice chancellor of 
Uganda Christian University, John Senyoni, and of course your, your board uh, chair here, uh, Charles Clayton, have, have joined us on our board. So we have a completely brand new board, and I'm very excited about just the, the, what, what they have to offer CMS Africa in this season. We've also seen transition, Some, many of you know Sarah Wambua. CMS Africa will retire at the ripe old age of 60. So she just hit 60 and uh, had to retire because that's in our country, we, that's, that's what I, 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 we, we go by, which means she's more available for mission than she was before. <laughs> so she's engaging with our Chinese work and also engaging with our, with our, our, our business mission. And it's very interesting that most CMS staff who leave CMS continue to engage with us. Because for them, it wasn't a job, it was a calling. So Sarah is still involved with us. I still meet with her weekly, but she doesn't get a salary. But she's part of our mission. Some of the triumphs we've had, our short-term goals from 2015 to 2020 was to see 1,500 facilitators mentoring 6,000 champions, impacting 50,000 families by 2020. When I shared this with the staff at the beginning, most of them went into panic mode. The figures looked very, very large. But we've discovered that when you want to eat a large meal, use a large spoon. And God has miraculously provided ways beyond what we would have imagined to see some of our training go across whole denominations and whole dioceses. We've worked with World Gospel Mission. Uh, last year, we trained in Kenya 5,000 leaders in nine conferences taking place simultaneously in one week. We're working with World Vision Tanzania, where we're training 3,000 of their ADPs. We train about 100 every month. So God is opening up doors. We're now working with entire dioceses in the Mbere diocese in, uh, in Kenya again. Within the bishop got his entire clergy to go through a six-month training course with us. So because we were trusting God to do bigger things than we could do ourselves, God has opened up strategies for us which we never have dreamt of on our own. So when we were evaluating in July this year, we now have 367 facilitators. We don't call them trainers because they facilitate learning. And we have 7,748 champions. Champions are practitioners, those who are living out the message. Now, our target is 6,000 by 2020. By 2016, we already have 7,000. So my staff is getting encouraged that actually this vision is possible because our goal is to double the number of people we're impacting every three years. Now, how God is going to do that, I don't know. But I believe that he wants the whole world reached. And we have got to look for creative ways of engaging with his mission. Some of the triumphs has been the building project which many of you have prayed about. There have been many, many divine delays in this project. We finally started on August 1st, 2016, and we're ending by God's grace on April, in April 2018. We've had an equity partner come in who has put in, injected about five million pounds. This is bridging finance. This is not a gift. It's an equity investment which allows us to finish the building. And um, we've been able to raise, in terms of grants, about 400,000 uh, uh, um, uh, pounds, which have come in as donations. So we're really, really thankful to the Lord for his favor. And um, right now, as I speak, we have a new resource mobilization manager who uh, came into CMS Africa to try and help us become sustainable. And he came in from the uh, non-faith-based community, from the what do you call the professional world. 
And for four years, he's been talking to a German investor who's coming to invest in some real estate work in, uh, in East Africa. And the day we hired him, the German investor actually signed up to bring his money into the country and then asked, uh, his name is Michael, asked Michael, do you know of any Christian organization that I can give some, some money to, invest some money in? And of course, he just joined CMS Africa. So again, the timing was amazing. That's why I say that it's just an answer to prayer. Now, he happens to be a German investor, and CMS, you know, was actually begun by Ludwig Graf, a German. And so it's like we're going back to our roots, because CMS couldn't find an Englishman to go to Africa, and a German Lutheran went out there. We chose you some of our ecumenical roots that we have there. So we're thankful to the Lord for providing for that. And um, that's now our building site. Those of you who have been to Africa know what um, our office site looked like. One of the things that we did by faith was when we, four years ago, moved out of our site, we demolished the building. There's no turning back. It's like Alexander the Great going in and demolishing the boats and telling the troops, either fight or die. So we had no choice but to actually build. And God has provided. We're basically, uh, this, that's the foundation. We should be out of the foundation by around January and now building upwards. And God has been very, very faithful in providing for this uh, project. We're still trusting him to raise about 400,000 uh, 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 in Kenya shillings, about, um, I was trying to think of shillings. The, but the pound is changing every day, so I can't give the figure in pounds. <laughs> so I had a figure in pounds, but it's got to go back to Kenya shillings. <laughs> so about, uh, about um, a million Kenya shillings every year. That's what we're trusting God for. The pound has really gone, uh, gone through a beating in the, last, in the last few weeks. Some of the trials we've gone through, South Sudan, of course, has been in major crisis, and I'd really appreciate your prayers for that country. We all had great hope for South Sudan, and I still believe we all have great hope for South Sudan. But I believe the message we have as CMS Africa is what South Sudan needs. Because some of the conflict is about resources, which is actually a mindset change, that the resources are limited, therefore we need to fight over them. Some of the conflict we see in South Sudan is about ethnic differences. And one of the things we do talk about in South Sudan, in our training, is that we're all made in God's image, and none of us are different because we come from different ethnic communities. And in fact, I've been praying that God gives me a chance to be able to talk to the, vice, to the president of South Sudan and just address the mindset issues, because the conflict is actually a mindset conflict, not a conflict over resources. Another challenge you have is that our growth has now outpaced our capacity, our staff. My staff are very stretched. And so one of the things we're going to be doing from this year onwards is actually building up our country liaison roles, like what Pauline Walker is doing in South Sudan. We're going to be having for every country, for Kenya, for Uganda, for Rwanda, for uh, Burundi, for Tanzania, uh, for South Sudan, we'll be having country coordinators who can actually give us more traction on the ground. Because of the growth in numbers, it's impossible now for any one person to actually go and visit everybody because the work has become beyond what one person can do. Another challenge is because of the expansion of the work, it's difficult for us to keep up with all that's going on. So I keep getting surprises, you know, good surprises. I go visit places and I hear good things going on. So one of the things that God has opened up a door is to work with some of the universities. St. Paul's Limuru, which some of you know about, has agreed to send us their students, their, 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 their uh, development, theology, and sociology students to intern with CMS Africa and actually be embedded in some of the communities where we're working and document the stories there. Because they teach 
and we practice, they felt, let's have a partnership where we can actually engage with, the, uh, with their students, to actually engage the communities where we're working. So we thank God for what he's doing, and we really, really covet uh, your prayers. And um, I pray that God will continue to use the prayers that you've been praying for Africa. I met somebody earlier on here and said, all we do is pray. But let me say, prayer is all we need. Because unless God does it, there's nothing we can do. So thank you very, very much for your prayers over the years. And it is indeed my prayer that when we have to pass on the baton to the next generation we're developing, we'll continue to be faithful like Moses was with, with Joshua and hold up the hands of Moses so he keeps praying so God's work continues on in Africa and beyond. Thank you very much. <laughs>